Dude, how does it feel knowing that that you're you're so little of a threat that they don't pay you bad? Because you know you know what I mean? Like there are many people that I would just pay because you'd be like, oh, he will put me in a wheelchair. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. How are you? Hey, you fucking idiots from Hard Yarns that just change shit every time. <laughs> are they the ones who put all the gear in? Yeah, man, they put it in, but they blame they blame their uh, downloads on. Oh, maybe if we all sit on white sofas, maybe if we sit in a fucking in a, a spa. <laughs> oh, they're not getting enough downloads, and it's because of the furnishings. They're like, oh, we better go to JB Hi-Fi and spend another nine grand on equipment. <laughs> maybe it's the Christmas of the jokes. That Have they considered that their podcast isn't very good? Mate, who knows? I'm, I don't want to slag them off, but like everything's changed. <laughs> Every time I come in, I'm like they're they're feng shui. Oh, maybe if we have the if the the lounge suite uh, faces fucking Mecca, we'll suddenly get downloads and we get all the Islam downloads or whatever. <laughs> well, how many are they getting? I have no idea, man. You know what the thing is? We're so open on this thing, and then I realise everyone listens to it. Like we slammed <laughs> we slammed Gavin because he he wanted the award. We're just having a little bit of laugh. It was like on your um. No one, no one roasts anymore. It's like listening to that Brisbane mm. uh, message board. And there was a guy on there going, there's been a lot of bullying between comics. I'm like, yeah, of course. We're comedians. You've got to break these people. It's like, what is this? It's not fucking team sports, cunt. Why is everyone being mean to me? I'm like, because we're not playing fucking AFL and we're all part of the team. Just because you, you have a microphone doesn't mean you're my friend. Oh, we're all part of the journey. We're part of the same tribe. We get up there and waste people's time. I'm like, if you, if you have a bad gig, you better expect to get roasted in group chats with people changing your face, mocking you. I, I get it all the time. All I do is, yeah, I need this, I need this, I need this. That's my whole act. I hear people laugh about it. All the Melbourne comics are like, he just yells, he's desperate, he needs medication. I don't know why anyone fucking books him. I'm like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like uh, in comedy, they think they think someone's going to... Everyone thinks there's a, a gatekeeper that's going to open the door to their career. Like, if they're nice enough or friends enough. Mm. But at the end of the day, if you're funny, they think, oh, maybe oh, if he's being mean, that might stop my comedy. It doesn't matter. Everyone can hate you. Ostentatious <laughs> is hated. He still books out the fucking... Paddo bowls thing and makes five grand by ripping them off. It, well, that's, yeah, that is more of a rip-off thing, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe it's a rip-off, but they have this idea that if other comics don't like you, that that'll pre- prevent you. Like, no one likes Ale- Alex Williamson, but he's still got a career. Like, you don't need to be friends with any of these people. That's true. You don't need to be friends with them. I, yeah, but, I, but you know what I mean? And I think everyone hangs around for drinks afterwards thinking, oh, is, it, is this like uh, when you work at the office? If you, oh, we couldn't sack him. 
He's got a family. He's a lovable guy. He fucking remember he gave me a lift home when I was rat ass drunk from the bowls. He's a good friend. Uh, he's awful accountant, but uh, we've got to make him CFO. <laughs> They've got this idea if they stand at the bus stop long enough, they get picked up. But the truth is, eventually, I'll drive the bus and I'll run them over. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I go to gigs now and then I'm, I'm just on my phone and then I pack up and leave, you know. I don't want to make eye contact with these people. It's horrible. Dude, I've, uh, Brendan had the best where people spoke to him and he just went, <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? And, and they said, hey, man, what are you being up to? Thumbs down. <laughs> just out. thumbs down with a, like, fart sound. Like, nah, nah, you're never getting inroads. You can't get traction on this rock. We're not having any goodwill. There's no rapport. <laughs> You're drowning. You better fucking either either you get a, a movie and then invite me in. I'll come in. I'll still do <laughs> as you go. Hey, ma'am, you got to do your your lines, and you'll just be in your caravan and go. <laughs> How's that? Dude, but why are they how, crying about it? What I'm like, oh, I'm getting bullied, and I'm like, tell me what they've said about you, and I'll tell you if they're right or not. <laughs> is it bullying or is it truth telling? <laughs> <laughs> this is what's so funny in our society. They go, oh, it's bullying. I'm like, it's fucking the sharing of truth. It's a wake-up call and it's someone with the balls to tell you that it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah. your only true friend, friend is the guy that goes, mate, you're a shit comic, <laughs> quit, re, get back, get that chippy's license or whatever the fuck. I'm like, who's your real friend? <laughs> me? The one that's going, me? That goes like, kill yourself, your kids will fucking... Prefer to get the life insurance payout, or someone going, "Nah, you got a career, man. Just, just keep nutting away. You can do anything you put your life to. You can put your mind to. It's gonna, it's gonna all work out in the end. How could it? You go can wrong? get anything you dream about. That's yeah. weird, because there's only limited spots in this earth, and ev- everyone's dreaming of success. So it's <laughs> yeah. weird that you think everyone can be Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, no if one's you dreaming focus of enough failure. and you dream, Tony Robbins does it all the time. If you dream enough, you can be anything. I'm like, you can't. Not everyone can be the CEO of the bank. I don't understand Tony Robbins' deal. Like, what what did he do? Why? why do you know what I love the- him? So he's a copycat. He started in the 70s, 80s. He stole Dale Carnegie and some of the other motivational thing, and he repackaged it into. Uh, like a dumber program. It's all like NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Yeah. He took all those theories and then he put it into like metaphors, his own versions. You, you are the truth. You are the, if you're in a Holden Datsun, you can drive a Porsche. And he just like reworded <laughs> these very well-known theories and then packaged it up and he goes, the Anthony Robbins method. And I'm like, you can't just take basic psychology, steal it, and then put it on slideshows and go, it's the Anthony Robbins message. Yeah, method. but you can, though, can't you? That's the thing. Well, he's done it. Well, like, he's a genius. I, I like this, man. I love that in, uh, it says he started in the 80s. Uh, he subsequently, <laughs> after the NLP thing, learned to firewalk and started incorporating that into a seminar. That is a good gimmick, learning to firewalk for motivational seminars. Oh, mate, I love that you need the gimmicks. But Scientology is Dude, exa- I, love, I love that idea that you sp- go, like, go away and you spend all this time learning to firewalk so you can come out and get hot coals and walk through them and then you've got some 
some like fat pencil push and you're like you can do it mate you can learn to firewalk sure it took took me six months in burma to learn how to do this but you know what get you've, you've never seen a, a, a day's work in your life and you've got no calluses on your feet but just give it a go mate walk across these hot coals on the stage and see if you don't fucking fall down screaming in pain dude i love it because it's like his courses aren't popping enough like improving your life he needs gimmicks We're like we need more fireworks <laughs> and it's a bit like that um what's that the prince you know the famous one where the guy took little doses of the poison every day to build up the immunity? Uh, and the Princess dwarf. Bride. Princess Bride. So you come out and they go like, you've been walking on fucking hot bitumen. You've been putting needles in your thing. You walk over the cement and then these fat bitches just end up with third degree birds. And you're like... You've got to believe more, <laughs> and you're like, Brenda. You didn't believe enough. You need to come to the next seminar. <laughs> and then we go, let me have a look at your feet. What the fuck? They look like rubber. What's going on? And he's like, yeah, I've been out in Burma. I put heroin into the fucking feet. It's like a rubber sandal now. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I love, that, I love that they need gimmicks. People, you offer them a lifetime. They can improve their life, but they want to see, even on the day they need, well... Look, it's great we've seen a good comedian, but we also want some fireworks at the end, a fire show. <laughs> Imagine if he did fire twirling. He might as well just do fire twirling, hey? That would be the best. Yeah, fire yeah, twirling yeah. at the end? He's essentially a street performer who's, um, who's read a book, isn't he? Oh, dude, this is my, my favourite. He couldn't go full street act because if he put a sword down his throat, people would go, hang on, this is David Copperfield, this is a magician. He's inside he's one of those giant balloons, like bouncing it up and down, and people are going, wait a minute, I saw this outside. Dude, because he's dealing with money, and then he makes three pigeons disappear and walks through a wall, and then they go, I'm not giving him my credit card. He had to give shit that looks like uh, uh, self-improvement. Yeah. It couldn't be, which hat has the ball under it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> hang on, it's not a ball, it's your visa, ma'am. Twenty five ninety five, and I'll ch- turn you. I'll re- uh, turn around your genetics. What's that? What's it called when you change the genetics? We can fucking chrome. What, what's it called? Oh, fuck. Genetic splicing. I don't know, man. Splicing where they can change it. Fuck, I forget. Should listen to Joe Rogan more, man. Oh. That's where most of the premises come from. God, man. He. I saw like a clip of him talking to Chappelle the other day. And he just. He fucking. He annoys me so much, man. Like I just want to hear from Chappelle, and then. Joe's got a butt in all the time. He won't shut up. Dude, the best is when you see him around a good comic, Tim Dillon, and he's like... Ah, it's always Tim Dillon with you. What is this obsession you have with Tim no, Dillon? No, but he's like, I don't get it. And you'll hear like Joe List on there riffing about shit. He's got herpes. And then Rogan will be like, oh, well, he's, I think List, I, I heard List talking about it and he said he did a big story about homeless people and he'd run back to his hotel. And then rather than like Joe riffing on it, he goes... That seems sensible. You want to avoid a fight. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with him? He's not even trying to be funny anymore. He's, like, he's got a great story about how he got uh, alpha dogged by homeless people. And Joe's like, you've made the right move list. It's all about protection. Um, you don't want to be violent with these homeless people. I'm like, what a fucking sellout. What a dickhead. Even with Bear Dylan, he was like, I think there are moments where he realizes he isn't even funny. All he is is the collective consciousness of dumb people mm. where he asks the same questions because Elon will come on and explain a car and then dumb people at home are going like, what's a car? And Rogan will go, what's a car? <laughs> and they go, oh, you ask all the questions I think, which is, what's a podcast? Why does that stick make noise? Imagine Rogan, like, if you explain, you go on Rogan and go like, how's a microphone work, man? 
It's like a stick that makes your voice louder. He'd be like, what the fuck? You're so right. I never thought of it like that. It's a stick that makes you yell. He goes, how's that? Just think about it, Joe. You get on DMT and the stick makes your voice louder. You can share it with people. How do we record sound? It's sounding like a little envelope being delivered to audience. Where's the sound, Joe? Do you know what I mean? And he'd be like, yeah. you're blowing my mind, Andrew Wolf. I think maybe they're in mini envelopes. Oh, now pa- now you're letting your own sort of like uh, fantasies of being on Joe Rogan creep in. <laughs> Dude, imagine if you uh, you went on Joe Rogan and you had like, you just me too them. You came on, you'd scratch stories from uni and you're like, I've got any, any stories, Andrew? And you're like, oh, interesting story about you, frat night, Stacey O'Grawk. <laughs> It's like, who's Stacey? How do you know about Stacey? I'm like, Stacey, you grabbed a tit when you're on uh, Red Bull. On a Red Bull. Yeah, you had three Red Bulls. You grabbed the nipples. You fucking sick shit. Man, there's a really sad video clip of, um, uh, what's his fucking name? Is it Mike D? No. Yeah, Mike D from the, the, the Beastie Boys uh, DJ. Yeah. Um, and, man, it's like... Like there's so many clips of him with the Beastie Boys just fucking scratch like owning these turntables, you know what I mean? Like no one can yeah. do what he what he does on them. And then there's a clip from like oh it must have been like 2014, 2015, and he's at some EDM event, and uh, oh it may, man it makes my skin crawl. He, it's it's obviously a Red Bull sponsored event, and he's like yeah. he's getting into it, and he's like, who wants to see me down three Red Bulls? <laughs> And like oh the my crowd god! Is like yeah, like Chuck when he drinks oh three my. small cans of Red Bull, and everyone's like yeah, whoa! And like man, don't you miss Madison Square Garden, dude? Like, is that- uh, <laughs> dude, that's that is the ultimate. Um, watching them slowly fall apart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, Missy Higgins or Amy Shark, and they're slowly falling. And then what's that fucking idiot killing Heidi? Killing Heidi. She's now doing RSLs and I'd love to like you catch them now. This is your life and you show them early on when they're succeeding, yelling at the guy going, we wanted cold water in here, you fucking migrant. And then like in the the heyday of their celeb and then showing the shows going worse and worse and her asking her manager, hey, like we haven't promoted this enough. What's going on? Why is there so few people? And they're like, I'm sorry, Killy Heidi, like... You've been killing your own career. And, and then they do flashbacks. And rather than all the, the fame, they, they show when she was a bitch and slowly <laughs> fucked herself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Being a, being a prima donna, being shit at the lookout, uh, storming out, yelling, a fan <laughs> going, can I have a signature? And she goes, get, go get fucked. <laughs> I've got a migraine. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because, man, imagine if you, you've got to be, you, you, you're, uh, you live in the, the shadow of your own success. It's like mm. the footy players. Yeah. They all have to end up eventually selling cars, doing real estate. Well, no one wants to no one wants to know you. Do you know what I mean? You're in real estate now, mm. but everyone wants to go tell me about the grand final when you went out and you had the pulled hammy. Tell me about it and he's like, "Mate, I'm actually doing really well in real estate now. We're selling like a block of flats." And they're like, "Tell me about the meat buy. Did the meat taste good after that win?" And you, you're trapped in one moment in time, nostalgically, like looping. I would be. I would think that it would be more the other way, where someone would come in and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's." I don't know. I don't know who's who's a who's a big fucking name who sells real estate. I need I need a name. I don't know enough about football. That's the problem. oh, like Ray Ray White. Ray White. Yeah, Ray White was Ray White, formerly a football man. 
Ray White, man, but you know what the thing is? Ray, yeah, someone comes in and they say to Ray White, the ex-AFL uh, player Ray, <laughs> Ray White, they go, Ray, they go on and go, he's like, hey, I'm, that's me, Ray White. The, I, can't, I can't even Dude, but do this it. This is what I find funny because it's like Dennis Lilly's like that because they, he doesn't, he notoriously now is not associated with cricket and he says it's boring if he's not playing. Like, he doesn't care about the sport. And they go, why don't you watch it? And he goes, well, it turns out if I'm not getting 10 wickets, the, the game's boring as shit. <laughs> like, it was all for his ego. He's like, he has no association. He never watches cricket. He goes, it sucks unless it's me getting Dennis, Dennis. He goes, the game's fucking shit. He goes, why am I going to go to India and watch some other cunt get chanted for? He's like, it's, it's boring. There we go. T- Tony Shaw, right? Tony Shaw, he, he went from AFL to real estate. I love the idea of him have, like him being in an open home and someone walks in and he's like, hey, Tony Shaw, former AFL player. And the guy's like, uh, cool, man. How many bathrooms does this place have? And he's like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Dude. I was in the AFL. He's like, no, no. How many how many bathrooms? Sorry. is this?" <laughs> and he goes, wait, you don't know how many square meters the property? What's the lease extent? <laughs> The least, and you know what the best thing is? Like, um, I ran, I ran three hundred square meters in my last game. I ran three hundred square meters in three point three seconds. It's a club record. And you know what's so funny is they get Anthony Robbins coming when they're playing footy, and they're a meathead that can just with the natural gift. Mm. And they go, "You could do anything. You're Tony Hawk or whatever his name is." But then when they're in real estate, <laughs> they try. Hawk. No, they they try apply the same belief, and yeah. they go, "Believe in yourself." And they're actually like three weeks in. Ray White comes in and goes, "Mate." You're fucking shit at this job. You've got the brain the size of a peanut. You gotta fuck off. I think you should do labouring. Do you know you have no talent? You're dumb. Do you know? And he's like, but I believe my way into the AFL grand final. And it's like, yeah, you also had a lot of talent, natural given talent. You you know what I mean? Like you had fucking hands the yeah, size how about of you a you believe your way out of this fucking traumatic CTE brain injury. Dude, you have hands the size of a fucking dinner plate. What did you think? You're not going to sell real estate with that. You're gifted. You've got feet, you know, massive feet. I'm like, that doesn't help you in any other job. You're a genetic mutation. You're, you're sort of like a throwback. Dude, dude, you're actually struggling to get to the, the showings because you can't operate a map. You're an hour late. I'm like, it's in Osborne Park. Don't you use Google Maps? And he said, I had the phone the wrong way. I drove to Mandra. I fucked up. But, um, yeah. I'm straight, I'm young, and I'm hot. COVID vaccines, not for everybody. Oh, man, dude, how's this? In 2012 and 2016, uh, the San Jose Mercury News reported that multiple people had been burned and hospitalised during one of Tony Robbins' firewalking events oh. in, July, in July 19th of 2012. And then in uh, 2016, the same thing came up after a seminar in Dallas where several attendees were transported to medical facilities to treat severe burns and a bus was used as a staging area for between 30 and 40 people who were seriously hurt walking across hot coal. Dude, I love that because that was, that was, um, that was, I forget what cult it was, but it was someone that tried to break down those barriers and they would go hot boxing and they'd be in a tent. They'd be in a tent and they'd put a fire in the middle. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like were a trained. Sweat, a sweat tent thing. You make it hotter and hotter and he would be yelling, stay back in, stay back in. And I think two people died. Jeez. Like when they, 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 when they opened the tent and got them out, they were like, Jenny's not moving. 
And he and Jenny had tried to leave and he gets, get back in there, you fucking, you're stronger than this, Jenny. And she goes, my lungs are on fire. And then I think he got shut down, but I've got to remember who it was. I swear it was, was it that Maharaji, was it that guy that did the, um, no, nah, it wasn't the guy that, the, the Netflix documentary, the, you know, the Indian the, guy Bikram, with all the Rolls Royces. The Bikram one or the. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been Bikram. Bikram no, but it was, was one of the cults. But I, my laptop's too far away because of the hard yarns have changed all the setup. Fucking hard. Normally, yarn, I'm man. googling when I talk. We're a horrible podcast and horrible people who work on it too. Mate, I can't say anything bad. They've bought all the equipment. <laughs> they love our pod. They're great, dude. I'm just fucking. Man, you're, around. A, you're a huge. You're a sellout. You're a sellout, Wolfie. It's a, it's just like I was saying before when they go. There's a lot of bullying in comedy, and I'm like, and damn straight, they should be. Of course. Of course. If you're not going to overcome that minor hurdle, how are you going to overcome these other hurdles? Imagine seeing a shock comic, Dice Clay, and you come off and he goes, brilliant set, pleasure <laughs> to meet you, you've got a real gift. You'd be so disappointed. Dice Clay goes like, you know what, I love what you do up there, you're, you're a talent, uh, let me buy you a sandwich. You'd be like, this sucks. You want him to go like, quick comedy, you hey. fucking cunt. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What you do up there Hickory is Hickory dickory dock. You suck the fucking cock. Now get out of my face. <laughs> Did you want it? And they go like, how was the set? Dice Clay. And he goes, I didn't watch it. I watched the first joke and walked out. Do you know? <laughs> like, he goes, why would I watch you, cunt? You know how famous I am? Do you know how famous I am? I'm going to watch a DVD recorded on a, ham, a hand cam, handy cam. I'm making movies, man. There was I'm in a, proper movies. The worst one I heard of uh, that sort of sweat lodgy thing was um, this radio station in the States. This was years ago. They had a competition called Hold Your Wee for a Wee. Do you remember this? Nah. And this woman went on there to win a Nintendo Wii for her kids. And it was who could not urinate for the longest. Um, and she went, she was so good at not weighing that she, uh, her, her bladder erupted and she died. Oh my God. For, for a $350 Wii. Dude, I've just found who it is. The new age spiritual warrior. What's that? Who's that? This is the guy who did it. What's Hosted this? by Ray at the Angel Valley Retreat Center. J- James Arthur Ray. James Arthur Ray White. No, James Arthur Ray White, <laughs> the son of Ray White. Man, seriously, and, I put in, I typed in James oh, I've Arthur got it Ray. Right. Two participants died as a result of being in a non-traditional sweat lodge <laughs> for several hours. <laughs> no, Eight dude, others, dude, dude, eighteen dude. others were hospitalised after suffering burns, dehydration, breathing problems, kidney failure, and elevated body temperatures. The, pe- the attendees paid $10,000 and had fasted for 36 hours. They claimed to be on a vision quest exercise. <laughs> That's so good. Man, I put James Arthur Ray into, uh, into Google, and then the first suggestion was James Arthur Ray White. So as well as James Arthur Ray being a self-help businessman and felon, there's another man called James Arthur who's a Ray White real estate consultant out in... Where the fuck is this? Pittsworth. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's great i love those uh like unintentional uh like your name's the same as some serial killer i feel i feel so bad for someone that names their business after their own name because like one of the joys of being a businessman or woman or trans business trans <laughs> <laughs> business trans <laughs> a business trans <laughs> if you've been a bo- business trans is like 
it's too much. But it's, 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 it's like knowing. It's knowing that it's knowing I that just, you're. By the way, I love that's such a great like like that's a, like a fifteen year throwback of people, someone going like you know like a businessman or woman, but now you're like businessman or woman or trans. Like I don't know, there's a third, is there a fourth? <laughs> Business non-binary. <laughs> Sorry, go on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like one of the joys is that you have money and no one knows who you are because you, mm. you're just out, you bump into the Eagles, they the, the footy players, they give you shit and then they realise they're not working at the Eagles anymore. They go, oh my God, it was Packer. It's Jamie Packer. But even he's too famous. But there are a lot of billionaires where you would bump into them and you don't know. Yeah. You yell at him and you go, oh, our Uber's here. It's weird. There's a guy in a Rolls Royce. Uh, Uber's here and it's a sheik. <laughs> Uber driver's here. Our <laughs> fucking Uber driver's here. And he's, he's walking past and he ends up, he's a fucking, he, he's a prince from Saudi Arabia and you end up getting beheaded an hour later. Like he's, <laughs> what, he's probably worth a trillion dollars. Yeah. All yeah. Middle East is worth a trillion. There's people richer than like the Conor McGregor's and they must be so embarrassed for Conor. Conor's like a gypsy king. His, everything's gold plated. His kids' bo- uh, bottles golden, and they're like, "What a fucking moron!" Do you know they're out in the desert? What with the more- same people? The same people who own pet tigers and like fly like comedians from all around the world. The ones who are paying like a million dollars to get fucking Kanye West on a private plane for three hours. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. These sort of guys. Where those they- are the worst ones, man. Those ones are way. They're uh, they throw way more money around. Dude, than, they, uh, they've Conor got McGregor. classier stuff. They've got an a- alien in the cage, like ET. That's trapped. <laughs> <laughs> There's an alien in there. And they've got lasers, and they're fucking. They're they're sexually molesting an eighty. Oh, whatever. Maybe too much. <laughs> the man, the the real estate guy who has the 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 uh, real estate agency named after himself wanted to be doing something different. You know what I mean? Do you know what I love is when they make money and you dismiss what their job is and you're like, yeah, but what do you do? You're like, you sell rubber. I'm like, so boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, Clark. like you mean, you think, you think Clark was getting, uh, wasn't getting any tail or he was getting sort of looked down on at barbecues. They'd be like, hey, he'd pull up in the Porsche and they'd be like, Oh, Clark, what do you do, mate? He'd be like, Oh, um, Clark's rubber. And they go, Oh, rubber. Oh. Mate, I think you're talking about Clark, Clark the Michael Clark, the cricketer, no. and he goes to rich people's houses and they like keep throwing sausages and shit at him and go, catch, catch. Hey, you heathen, catch. Slip catch. Don't imagine that the rest of your life after a career in football, just people yelling catch as they throw things at your family barbecue. Kerry Packer just throwing a burger at your head and go, catch it, you fucking monkey. <laughs> and he's like, I'm worth a million dollars. And you're like, catch it, catch it. Oh, you catch things. Fucking embarrassing. Go and catch a fucking cold, you cunt. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, you know the the person who's named the business after themselves. They they wanted to do something, you know, like entertainment or whatever. Oh, well, the thing is, they all they they all want that ego. It's not enough that they're rich. People have to know about it. Yeah, because true wealth you want to hide because you don't want it stolen. Mm. So people rock up and you're at school and you're dressed like a pauper. <laughs> um, if you're really rich, like why would you do it? Like you're trying to impress losers because they're all poor. So it's so embarrassing. It's like you're trying to show off against the town, the village idiots, mm. these gypsy peasants. Imagine being a rich, rich king and you need to leave your castle and show your crown to poor people mm. to try to feel good. Like the, the true sign of wealth is you don't leave the castle, you board up the windows and you let them live in hell and never <laughs> see any joy. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to go can. out and try seek validation from the working class shows that you're not really rich. Yeah. True wealth, you would never, you'd be like, but that person is, is like an accountant. I don't well, care what ri- they think. Rich but insecure, you know? Well, they're all insecure, man. But even like you see Conor McGregor, because he's basically that guy from Snatch, and we always say it on this pod, but he is, hey? The pikey. Yeah. And you see all this thing, he's wearing slippers and he's got these cheap <laughs> tattoos and his, his one-year-old's on a donkey being breastfed and you're like, well, that's her first birthday. <laughs> Jenny's got fireworks, he's got Anthony Robbins doing firewalking, swords <laughs> being put out their throats. <laughs> you know, I'm like, he's such a... And he's got fucking face painting. But he he just, he doesn't have any... Pers- like, he's, he's, is he having fun? Yeah. And he, he just, I bet you'd be at every event. How good is this? Wait until you see the fire turning. How good is this? And I'm like, but a lot it's of not hyping, good. Being his own hype man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, it's not that good, Connor. Like you don't need to buy this much shit to make it fun. Just try <laughs> fucking crack a joke now, mate. Yeah. Live make in the moment. Fun. Live in the moment, Connor. You and your friends go, look, great event. All these activities. There's only one thing with, missing. Replacing your personality with someone fucking <laughs> charismatic. <laughs> but what are you going to do? He is quite charismatic, to be fair. But I'm saying, like, do you know those moments? Like, you'd have Kerry Powell, uh, Jamie Packer, and I go, look, you've put it all out here, but there's only one thing problem. You're boring. You're a boring cunt. You've got a, a one out of ten personality, mate. You're better off to have someone whispering in your ear, get fucking Robin Williams to whisper jokes into your ear. I don't want to talk <laughs> to you. From beyond the grave. No, but I'm saying I'm getting a one-star experience conversation-wise. Yes. I'm like, this is a kebab store of convo. I'm like, you've said nothing interesting. You've just talked about how the, how the fire twirlers are pretty. I'm like, you're a loser. Well, do you think that Conor McGregor would struggle to enjoy the one-year-old's birthday party when, like, the, like the sort of heightened adrenaline state of, like, being in the ring with someone and fighting for millions of dollars. is like, feel that, nothing, that's, man. That's, that's, your, that's what you have uh, comparatively is that. It's just like a, the most elevated sort of uh, chemical high that you can possibly have, like beating another man in the face. Surely the rest of your life is kind of muted from, like, from that experience and also the like, numerous concussions that you've received <laughs> as well. Yeah, you'd never have as much fun as bashing someone into a coma. Yeah, I imagine that it's sort of like like the volumes just turned down. You know, everything's kind of put on mute. After well, that's that. what I'm saying. And you live in the shadow of your own past mm. because you experience these big highs. And then like in 20 years, what happens? He's got fucking Celine Dion coming to sing. He hangs around. He'd feel like dog shit. Everyone would go like, oh, mate, you used to be such a good fighter. <laughs> Fuck, I love watching you back in the day. Yeah. Um, God, I can't believe you sell real estate now. You're selling whiskey. <laughs> you, just tell me more about the fight when you bashed uh, Jose Aldo's fucking head in. Be much better, I think, to live sort of a sedentary lifestyle and never really do anything, you know? Well, then you get the rush of your Centrelink check, check is your UFC win. Yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what little highs? Yeah, why? You get off, you, you're chased by police and you lose them in a, a back street runoff and that is basically <laughs> your grand final win where you, you run off into the bushes with meth and dump it and they don't find it. Do you know? <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, oh, they didn't get like, there was 20 grams of meth that I threw into a water fountain and it ran, they didn't find it. I, I didn't do jail. And you're like, that was my grand final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the closing ceremony, I came back later that night, I found it and I smoked it all and it was br- beautiful. It was a brilliant, brilliant experience. Mate, I love that they've all worked it out because I never understood when they do a raid on a house and they find it at the house. I'm like, 
You can put it in your neighbor's house. You can put it in the local park. It's not that hard to like do a GPS drop and just bet, dig a hole in a park somewhere. Yeah, give someone the coordinates. Yeah, although, you know those nerds who do the geocaching? Like they, I think it, used yeah. to, it used to be really big in like the early 2000s where you'd, you'd put a lockbox somewhere on like a hiking trail and then put the coordinates online and someone would go and they'd get, take a little piece of paper and write their name on it and put it in the box. And that was like the... Dude, the ultimate move is you plant the drugs on the undercover officer, so they raid you. Mm. It's in their vehicle underneath, and then once you've been given the clear, the green light, as you leave the police, you duck underneath and unlock the little latch box. Do you know what I mean? Like, they follow the whole crime. It's always on their vehicle, so you're arrested. They try to find the cocaine. The cocaine's actually in the vehicle of the inspector. Maybe. <laughs> Just an idea. So yeah. once you've been cleared, you've gone to court, they said we couldn't find any of the evidence, and then you've been, uh, you've got off the conviction, and then they see you pop their own boot. And go, it was on you on the... Nah, maybe. Just tonight. That didn't work. <laughs> I like where you're going. I, I, where, I, I have thought about it before. Like, where would you stash something so that someone well, We said it on a pod, it. dude. We've said it, have we said it on the pod? If you're a serial killer and they go... So they go, we're trying to find the kidnapper. And they go, we've got this local priest. He's under suspicion. You would just uh, drive around there with the girl's underwear and just throw it over his fence and fuck him. <laughs> What? I'm saying to you, if you, if there was a serial killer, right? In wow, Claremont, this is a very specific situation. So you're saying, okay, what I'm saying, you're saying this is a, it's a small town crime, right? It, it's a small town crime. This is my maneuver. You're the Claremont serial killer, and they go, Jeff Alonzo is being 24 surveillance. We think he's done it. Right. Okay. So, so okay. Okay. So, so in this situation, you've got, you've got the local priest, Jeff. Right. He's being investigated. Now the police. And you've done the crime. So you go online and you go, it's yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Now, and the, now the police have released this information and said, like, they've, they're out in there, they're doing a press conference and, and they've gone, like, any, someone's got any leads and they've gone, well, we don't want to give away too much because it could seriously harm the investigation. But the priest has been very, acting very suspicious. No, well, they, did, they, actually, they actually did it on, um, for this serial killer, right? Claremont serial killer, yeah. They yeah. were following a guy that was in Northbridge or in Claremont, supposedly trying to get girls home safely. And they, he was on 24 hours surveillance. And I was like, all you need to do is then try sneak one of your mementos into his shed and he's done. And then he's arrested. They're like, there's a skull. Half the skull's in the fucking, in his back boot. You just drop in Nando's and, and wedge it under his, uh, into his tail light. I like the idea of framing someone, but I think doing it after the crime has been committed you're kind of playing with fire, especially when you've got someone, your target, the guy that you're trying to set up is under 24-hour police investigation. Well, okay, well, what about this move? Okay, so your target, <laughs> this, is, this is how you get out of a crime. Yeah. You've, you're the serial killer. They've got Jeff. They've got Jeff. They've already he, got Jeff. So the crime's been done. No, they're trying to follow Jeff to see under suspicions, but they can't prove it. Okay. So then what you do is you, you get uh, a work experience guy, a new real estate agent guy, and you tell him, I'll give you cash to go around to this guy's. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, and he's you, you put plant evidence on him and go. I want you to go around and get something out of the shed for me. He's stolen from me. He stole something from me. You've got to go and climb into the shed and get my bike back. He stole the kid's bike. I'll give you two grand. So you, you do that cash. Then a strange other weirdo guy that you've met at the local fucking scouts. You paid him two grand off book. He sneaks into the paedophile's actual house to steal <laughs> a bike back for you. And then, and, 
And when he's he's carrying a backpack, and in the backpack you've got the underwear of all the victims. He's arrested, and they think he's gone to plant the evidence, and you're totally out. Fucking Jesus. Mate, did you work on um, Broadchurch or did they just hire you in for a consulting? No, but I'm just saying like checkmate and then he's arrested and they go, why were you there at 3am in a shed and you've got all the victim's underwear in your backpack? And they go, there was a guy, uh, there was a, a laughy guy, I met him, um, he, he, we played in person, it was 20 grand to go and get his kid's bike back. And then, and then he's, and as, he, as he's convicted, he looks in court and I'm standing there smiling. <laughs> Look, it's, it's it's not good general advice i don't think i don't know if you quite nailed it but in the whatever fucking scenario you've imagined i really think you've pinned it to this guy Dude, it was job. like this idea that i had with uh, a crime like you you go to a barber shop local blood uh, a local um tug rub and tug and you just get dna of a thousand people and then throw that into the crime yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that. But that's that's because that's premeditated. You've kind of set it up correctly. Because I think the move would be, right, is to before the body was discovered and people started being suspicious of anyone in the small town where you've committed this heinous crime, yeah. that's when you go and plant some of the evidence in the priest's house. Dude, and you've been building up for forever. So, like, I do that bikies gig and I take a cigarette from one of those criminals and put it in a jar and save it for my future crime. <laughs> and then... I dropped that right on the front of the arson fire that I've committed of a local business person. And then they go, well, this is one of the local bikies. His DNA is there. There's a cigarette. They follow him up. Then I put an axe in his shed. You know, and then they follow that. Eventually they realize, hang on, he was in Thailand. He wasn't even in the country. They've blown half their budget investigating. And then they realize he was actually in um, Gibraltar. He wasn't even in country. Someone's wasting our time with all these things. There's hair from the local hairdressers. There's that weird guy, a backpack guy that came to get a bike that had the underwear in there. That's just a random guy that reckons he's been ripped off. And they like you just throw all these games. The police end up spending $1.8 billion trying to follow dead leads. A thousand dead leads that you've already masterminded. This dead lead, that dead lead. Blood. There's blood on the there's blood there. And then you've got, oh, he dropped, he dropped his Pepsi can. That's made up. The blood of a pig. You've got blood of another another person in there. You go, someone's had their wisdom tooth removed. You put that blood into the fucking into the shed. They gotta try to follow up that. They find out, they eventually find that's a housewife from Girawine. Do you know what I mean? It's just dead ends everywhere. And they're like, this guy's land laid a thousand scenarios. Yeah. And there's only one real one, which is me. <laughs> I'm the real center of it. And mine's bulletproof. Yeah. It's good, man. I love it. It's really good. I think you've done a good job. No, well, what I'm saying to you is if you want to commit a crime, you have to commit a thousand crimes around the crime to conceal <laughs> yeah. the crime. Yeah, create a real web of deceit. What you do is you're not in that house just trying to clean up for yourself. You're trying to create a million other scenarios in mm. the police head so that dumb people's brain explodes because there's too many variables. They're like, there's a knife. That you don't even want to be in there. You want to, you want to, you want the whole thing to sort of stem from like a, like a Rube Goldberg machine where like you're, you're, you're the one in Thailand, right? And you press a button and like their ceiling fan falls and crushes them. No, but you want you want you want a million things. There's an axe, there's a rope, there's there's a balaclava, there's cigarette from a bikey. Um yeah, something like that, man. But I haven't thought about this much. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. 
I'm Jason Akamanis, Brownlow medalist and triple premiership player from the Brisbane Lions. Remember when I kicked 49 goals and won AFL Goal of the Year in 2002? And remember in 2010 when I wrote a 634-word column entitled Stay in the Closet about how I thought gay AFL players should stay in the closet? Boy, did it make me uncomfortable when we were all having a bloke shower together and that guy walked in. <laughs> I tensed right up. Get back in the closet, gay AFL players. Anyway, in 04, I was the Brisbane Lions leading goal kicker. But today, I've got a beautiful 04 bedroom house right off the plan in Oxford Heights, just waiting for you to get behind. <laughs> oh, turnkey finish, two bathrooms, and everything you need to raise a family. It'd be a real clanger not to jump on this blinder of a property. Just a torpedo kick away from schools, shops, and a couple of parks where you can spend a day throwing the footy around with the kids. Yeah. We're taking offers over $500,000. Yeah. In 2003, I actually signed a contract for uh, 750000 a year. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Jason Ackerman. I'm Jason Ackermanis, and I'm in the AFL Hall of Fame, as well as servicing the realty needs of the suburbs of Hamilton, Clayfield, and Ascot for uh, Blue Moon Property. Yeah. Blue Moon Property. The dream isn't over yet. It's only, it's only just begun. Dude, I, as I said, I always said the perfect crime is someone breaks into your house because they hit their car, they got there secretly, they wore a balaclava, they're wearing gloves, no one knows they're there. As soon as they come in, you're sitting there with your torture equipment and go, welcome, I've been waiting for a cunt like you. And then it's the perfect crime. <laughs> Man, how's this one? I uh, had. I Dude, your, fa your video's gone off now. What do you mean? It's, okay, is it, is it back? You just, were you on screen now? I can't, oh, now I can see you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, just I had a, a screensaver, man. I, it was just a fish going around on the screen. That's me. I'm a fish. I yeah. had a, I had a uh, first today. I, I filed a uh, small small claims court. <laughs> um, Dude, I love that there's a reference to how petty it is. It's called small. Yeah. Small claims for petty cunts. <laughs> a small grievance. It's actually not called that. They got it, they called it something different. I'm trying to remember. What oh, it's how are you going to file a small minor a minor complaint? From a petty man. Yeah, that's it's it's a minor minor dispute now. <laughs> oh, dude, petty grievances. Petty what it grievances be would be pretty good. <laughs> dude, that's what the episode should be called. <laughs> We've got it. Stop trying to name, come up with names for the episodes. You're, you're very bad at it. You don't, you don't. I don't like when you do it on the spot. I got that pussy akimbo one. That was one of the best. That downloaded. That well. was me. You fuck. Oh, no, come on, man. <laughs> I, I'd like to pretend I'm such a narcissist that I just claim it all. I know you came up with it. That, with that one, Pussy combo. Yeah. <laughs> I've got that one. What is your complaint? That you, you that they're using sound during the allotted no, time? No, 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 not with the noisy neighbours. No, no, it's not them. Um, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I paid an open micer about oh, February yep. to, to make some curtains, right, for, like, for staging. Um, yep. And uh, they're like, yeah, great. And then they're like, oh yeah, they're available. They're like, I'll bring them. I'll bring them around. Like I've I've made them. And that was in February. They have 
it's there's been twenty twenty one. Um, like, oh yeah, no, I'm bringing them around, or yeah, you can yeah, come pick yeah. them up. I've gone around their house twice to pick them up. Not there, and they're not there. Not there. Both times, like, yeah, come around, like, come, come get them, right? And then it's how been much did you pay? Like three hundred bucks, eight fifty. Shit, for well, like, like the, three sets of curtains, like three you want sets the of red, stage curtains. the red sort of stage curtains behind well, the black, black the ones. mic, black ones. Yeah, 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 like stage curtains. Dude, why didn't that. you get red? Like black sucks. Why do you want red? What is this red? Red one? is synonymous with funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry, I forgot the color red and all of its humors. <laughs> red Riding Hood. Yeah, that was a fun. Period. A period. All the references. Whatever. <laughs> what are the other funny <laughs> red things, Wolfie? <laughs> Periods uh, and the blood of the victims from my crimes. Yeah, yeah that's very funny. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So what's this guy done? He's not made them. They have not made them. Uh, well, I don't know. This is the thing. I don't know if they've fucking made them. Because I like it was at the two-month point. At the two-month point, I was like, look, like if you don't... It's been two months. I need these fucking curtains. I would go to their house and... I, I would go to the house, buy my own curtains and nail them into their vehicle so that they've got curtains around all the windows. So when they came out, I would have got a fucking drill and drilled <laughs> curtains into the fucking top of their car so, you know, they come out and go like, you know what? You didn't get my curtains, but so I decided to get you some, you fucking cunt. And then have like, do you know what I mean? Curtains drilled into their vehicle. Yeah. They have to end up, they can't get out. Anyway, yeah. So what, what were you saying? Yeah, go on. Well, I think part of the problem is that I'm time poor. So the idea of having to like go around constantly and badger them or drill curtains into their fucking vehicle, that seems, uh, it seems like Dude, making more of a problem. You're, you're not just time poor, Matt. You're poor. Full <laughs> stop. Well, with fucking <laughs> Elon, with Elon tweeting, I have become very much yeah. so. But yeah, so I, at the two month point, I was like, it's been two months. Like I counted them up. There's six, literally sixteen. Like, oh yeah, I'll bring them tomorrow. Oh no, I'm coming around this afternoon. Dude, why did you pay them up front? Because uh, they were like, yeah, they're made. Like you can just like we'll sort it out now. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm down. I've paid this person to do stuff before, like to do gigs and and things. So. It was... You, you thought you could trust it? It was already... It was pre-established trust. Years. Years of... Would they be listening to this pod? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be listening to this pod. But they're going to fuck... They're going to see me in fucking court next. So, that, so it's been it's been almost three months now. And then uh, I messaged them last week and said, hey, if this isn't resolved by 5 p.m. on Friday, like, um, um, uh, like that's Small it. Small claims court. And then I didn't say that, but then on... Uh, on two yesterday or the day before i said hey i'm filing a minor debt dispute so if you don't respond to this in the next 28 days like it, it'll uh, a tribunal will just um default and say yeah yeah did you pay them cash or online online oh, oh man I've, I've printed out um oh that's all right there's all the, all the facebook messenger com conversations and emails as well so there's like it's such a it's so it's such, it is a small thing but uh, Ooh, it's like uh, i know it. 70 yeah, 70 pages of like addendum to this fucking oh mate claims. you know what you have to do as well mm. before you do it because it's a separate matter is um offer them the dream gig Say, Townsville, you've got to get there. <laughs> Say, we can do the curtains there. I said, it's all forgotten now. $1,500, you need to fly up there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, uh, all expenses, you're opening for Peter Hellier, one of the greats. 
Well, they've stopped messaging now. Now it's like there's there's nothing. It was before. It was oh yeah, no, they come, I'm coming. I'm coming around this afternoon, and now it's it's completely gone. And so, uh, oh, dude, and you know what you have to do with this guy as well. More than this, mm. this is the key move. You get your ah. Oh, if you don't get your money back, is report them to the ATO and see if they've declared that eight hundred. That would probably be a better move. That's fun too. Why? Well, Let a- them take that take the eight hundred and guarantee they won't report it. And get them for tax fraud? Yeah, but what if they do report it? Well, no, and the, they they're not going to get tax fraud. The ATO will go, oh, you've done, not done this income. And they'll go, oh, sorry. And they'll fix it up. And I won't have my $800. That's the shit. Okay, I'm just trying to think of ideas to get better, uh, get a proper con- criminal conviction on this well, guy. Well, no, this is, man, this is so much better. This is so much better. It's not criminal. It's civil. It's fine. This is so much better because uh, they uh, they also have to pay. They pay for the filing fee, right, which is mm. fun. Um, and I thought you could just post them the because um, you got you have to serve them after you've done yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. you have to serve them which is so cool I didn't know about this that's uh, the best it's so great and you can either serve them in person uh, or you can get a bailiff to serve them from the court oh you got to get a bailiff because you feel unsafe I called them I called the ba- well the whole crux of the issue is that I've not been able to get in front of this person to sort this issue yeah. out right yeah, so yeah. I called the bailiff this morning. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, just post me the um, uh, like the application, uh, like that's amazing, yeah. dude. I love what you're doing here." And they then have to pay for the bailiff too. So they pay for the bailiff, they pay for the application fee, and your time, your time to to, to go to the tribunal. I reckon I could put you could put interest on there, and it could be accrued interest. But what about your your uh, attendance at court? Mm, like no, you lose can't, three you can't hours make of them work. Pay for that, annoyingly. Why not? That's time. That's part of your cost. Because you can't put it on there. There's no space for it. Uh, I guess. Well, I if I I guess if I get there, I could argue for it. But I I don't. This is this is fun enough. I love I love this. A bailiff, man. I've never gotten to speak to a bailiff. His name's Rodney. Dude, He's a great guy. <laughs> a mate of mine in London went through all this process because yeah. someone wasn't paying rent in his dad's property and. Yeah, he, he moved it to like right up to bankruptcy and he was loving it because he's a psychopath and he was delivering all the notices. They didn't know what was going on. He was getting familiar with uh, insolvency law, just having to laugh. Do you know what I mean? And slowly working sharp. Oh, you do that, you do that. Then he arrived with the paperwork. It's like, it's just been so much fun. Such a joy watching them lose their life over, uh, lose their, their, their credit credit rating over only a few grand. Do you know what he said? It was such a great feeling seeing the kid on the little tractor out the front as he handed this paper that they didn't really know what's happening. And he was like, uh, they couldn't believe that someone was escalating over that. Because 800, you can't bankrupt them, hey? You need like, is it five grand minimum? Like there's nothing you can really do on these small matters. It stops being minor over $25,000. Oh, okay. So man, but it's going to be, what a great, uh, you're actually having a lot of fun now and it's almost great that it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more enjoyable, I think, for sure. I think, like, the idea of having a bailiff is great, man. And because that was the thing I was worried about. I was like, oh, $800. Like, I'm going to have to go and do this myself. And and the lady at the uh, at the filing place uh, at, at the court was like, no, no, no you, the, the bailiff will... Oh. You, like, they'll pay for the bailiff. And I was like, really? You have to... They pay for the pay for the bailiff, but I think, like, you should still go there and be sitting in the car when the bailiff gets out because it's just a nice moment <laughs> just, to see you sitting me. in his Datsun looking at it. <laughs> yeah, that would be great, man. On like, your phone. No, but it's a nice little touch that, that you didn't serve it, 
but you actually had the time <laughs> to go there. So he got charged, and they knew like you could have delivered it. Rodney, you've got my, you got my, uh, you got the, the papers to serve. Yeah, yeah. Hey, could could you swing past my place on the way down? Maybe give me a lift. Yeah, yeah. Pick me up because you want him to know that you could have done it, but you wanted to charge him. Like you went there, you sat in the car, and he got charged eight hundred dollars for the delivery of it. I felt like I've been very fair the whole time. Like even when I was filing the paperwork, I was like, hey, just so you know, like I'm. I'm submitting this to like minor disputes. Like this is this is going to become a legal but problem. But dude, how did you know that he was a seamstress? Seamstress. Like, how do you know he could do curtains? What gave you the idea that he was a curtain maker? Because they told me. Again, there's years of trust built up here. Dude, I love this moment where, like, because he obviously can't make curtains well, in his white life. That's I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the deal is with that. It's the only so thing is he's either had an impending debt or he's a drug addict or, and or, needed or, money quickly. Or, or like they've uh, they've spent the money and now it's gone and they don't have the money to make the curtains. Or they or did they make the curtains and like they're weird, like they're just crazy? Or what the fuck is it? He's such a dumb guy because you could just, you could just make the shittest curtain, <laughs> rip some out of a caravan and go, oh, oh, sorry, I, I thought you said smaller, a, a, a metre by a metre. And you're like, this is a curtain from a, a nana, Nana's caravan. It's a frilly curtain. Like, why is there fucking pot plants on it? And you're like, there's, there's, and you're like, oh, sorry, mate. We have obviously miscommunication. I think I've done my side of the job now. And then when you go to court, they'd be like, there's no record that it had to be a certain size. Maybe you do have that in email. I do. You probably would in writing. Quote, yeah, but but you're right. That would be way more difficult. Also, again, I provided a thousand opportunities to go like to rectify this. Be like, okay, well, what's the what's the thing, dude? How does it feel knowing that that you're you're so little of a threat? They don't pay you, man. Because you know, you know what I mean. Like, there are many people that I would just pay because you'd be like, oh, he will put me in a wheelchair. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a threat of some people where you go like, I owe that person one cigarette, and you drive around to the house and give them one dollar twenty because you're like, that cunt is a fucking psycho. Well, this, like, you don't want them angry with you. This person knows that there's no physical repercussions because this person is. <laughs> so there's no way that I'm gonna oh, go. And <laughs> it's an open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no way that there's like, it has to be like. Does she still do comedy because this would be bad career? She's do you think? Get... Do you think it might be bad career? <laughs> Never work again in Gold Coast. Of course, man. Like, what the fuck? It's this why it's such a weird move. Do that one last Townsville gig. <laughs> the one last Townsville show. <laughs> <laughs> the opening the gala for Peter Hellier's <laughs> new TV show. Yep, the Townsville, How to stay fat. Townsville Comedy Festival. <laughs> what if names like for shows for Peter, How to Stay Fat? No, that's, that's not funny. <laughs> what if we need a little more space? So it's time to start thinking about a home loan. Maybe it's time to start thinking about Westpac. How much more house can we afford? We've never had a backyard. Westpac was found guilty of violating anti-money laundering, child exploitation and counter-terror finance laws in November 2019. Westpac accumulated 23 million anti-money laundering violations, making this Australia's biggest anti-money laundering scandal to date. 
According to Austrac, the Australian Transaction Reports and Analysis Centre, Westpac sent money to customers in the Philippines and Southeast Asia known for child exploitation risks. Convicted pedophiles accessed these funds transferred by Westpac to fund continued child exploitation, even after some of these convicted pedophiles served actual jail time. One transaction in 2014 made it into the hands of a Filipino pedophile arrested for live streaming child sex shows. At the lower end of maximum penalties, these 23 million violations should have attracted a potential fine of $391 trillion. That's 279 times the value of Australia's entire GDP. What did Westpac end up paying? Well, aside from CEO Brian Hartzer resigning with a $2.7 million payout for sticking his neck out to take the fall for this corporate malevolence, the $906 billion banking institution had to pay back just $1.3 billion or 0.00033% of the penalties their infractions were worth on paper. And don't worry about Brian, he's landed on his feet as a consultant at Australian investment and advisory firm Sayers, a group formed by former PwC partners like Luke Sayers. And he's found time to make appearances as the key guest that sell out fireside chats in Sydney CBD. And he's not doing too badly, flogging his new book titled The Leadership Star, a practical guide to building engagement. Help, it's what Australians do. Westpac. <laughs> what a Westpac of cunts. Whatever your housing question, Westpac can help. Come and speak to one of our housing specialists today. Why do I keep attacking it? No, no, no. You have a real disdain for him. But man, how good, I love him. How good is that, though? How good is uh, that's That's a lot of fun. Dude, you are really, do you know what I mean? Your life has spiraled. Like, you're now filling your days with, uh, you're basically living the life of a Disgruntled pensioner just getting angry about bins, noise complaints. It's only the noise. Disputes. It's the noise and my eight hundred and fifty dollars. Those are the only. I and I won't even take the eight fifty. It's just the noise, dude. You're on the slippery slope. You have a perimeter argument where you're arguing with your neighbour that it's it's actually twelve centimeters your property and that the original titles oh, were wrong. My dream is to move. To is to move to Gumboot Gully, right, and not have to deal with any... I want to be in the middle of fucking nowhere. I don't want to you deal with You have to, because you end up being one of those conspiracy theorists and you go, the Constitution was never signed, currencies, uh, <laughs> currencies made up, um, tax, we don't have to pay tax, we're, we're a state-based uh, organisation, that uh, initial manifesto wasn't signed by the third uh, gypsy, by the, th <laughs> the, the third wise man. I'm not paying tax anymore. I don't think conspiracy theorists, because I I don't want to I don't want to be engaged in discourse with anybody. You know what I mean? I just want to be yeah. like alone, ideally. Dude, I was saying a bit, but I think now I've realised someone else had that bit. Was like with the conspiracy theories, you out conspiracy theory them? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've talked about that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a you know you push it further. Yeah, you keep it. There you go that, and you're like. Yeah, I won't do the bit. So I better save <laughs> it for the Gold Coast. I think it's yeah. We've done it on the pod. Yeah, but man, we've covered now. We've ground. done it well because we polished it now. Oh, now it? it's good. Before it was bad, mate. I um. Oh, I'm trying to think of like what what a good. But isn't that a crazy situation to like 
to wrap yourself up in i don't i don't understand that's why i can't understand like what what's real and what's not real because i i know i don't have the curtains but i don't know where the lies and the deceit begin or end you know what i mean yeah yeah i know what you're saying you don't know whether i know what you're trying to do yet we had quite a big laugh about that chinese accent and then I've been talking, I, was, I thought, oh, we're fine to do it now. And I did it in person and people were very upset <laughs> in my Perth show. Yeah, well, I think the problem was that you were at a, like an Asian supermarket and the guy was like, just trying to, you know, trying to get you to pay. Uh, you screamed at him. <laughs> mate, but you, I know what you're saying because it's, it's, it's such a weird crime because it's weird to die on that hill. Because, mm. you know, you could steal a car, you could set up uh, a sweat cult where they're intense and you take ten thousand dollars a day and you just yeah. fucking hot box these cunts into wheelchairs yeah or you can steal an eight hundred dollar curtain and it's just is it the worst crime possible the lowest hanging fruit mm. do you know what i mean it, it's like getting caught and getting a criminal record for stealing a grape or a pack of cigarettes or you know, like a pack of gum at a shop and then did they make the curtain uh, did they not make the curtain well that's what i'm saying when what? did the lie peter out yeah did they try and make the curtain and then realize the sewing machine was broken and then they were like yeah. i fucked up or they made the curtain it was awful they were embarrassed they burnt the curtain crying yeah and then they didn't want to admit their error yeah. or did they need the money for milk because they spent the other money on meth and they just were always going to trick you or was it was it sort of the curtain, the curtain, the fabric wasn't good enough or they, they realised they couldn't sew or they, you know what I mean? Or they made the curtain and it was too small and then they didn't fix it because they'd already buried $500 in fabric yeah. and they were like, now they've got a curtain in their lounge hanging there that they hate, but <laughs> you know what I mean? They've got curtain, one of their, they've got a third bedroom that's made out of curtains. All the three walls are curtains. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they held up. But you know what I mean? Where did it peter out? Mm -hmm. And at what point did they... The best is when they stopped answering you. Well, they stopped answering as soon as I was like, "Okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. This is what I'm doing next." There was, it was all very like, "Oh no, it's gonna be sorted. It's gonna, it's gonna be fine." Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm coming around. Oh, you know, you can pick him up. Man, I went around there twice to pick, pick him up. I love the fact that imagine. Even if they had made the curtain, if someone was like this, the curtain would have been fucking garbage. It would have fallen apart and you wouldn't have got a refund. Hey, imagine trying to get a refund out of this person. You can't even get the sale. I know. Imagine trying to get a refund. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, so what, what, a, what a weird crime for, to, to perpetrate on someone who has your address, your full name, like a history, uh, oh. ABN, all the information that they could ever need. Dude, but better than that, like just go to a sewing shop Buy like 30 meters of cheap fabric and then just get some fishing hooks, uh, fishing hooks and just cut the, you know, <laughs> hook them on the top and then drive, you know, go to a, a, a fishing shop, get those big shark hooks and hook those into a cheap bit of uh, red fabric and then throw it in the back of an Uber and go, there's your curtain, you dumb cunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why, man? Right, and what would you do? I think that's the thing, right? It's like I've never, never trust open micers with anything. They're all useless. <laughs> They're terrible. Dude, but I had a, I, someone was mentioning it and I realised it's so true that there is nothing but open mics in the open mic scene because – the people performing at open mics and the people watching have to be future open mics because no one could be interested in these fucking shows because it's just so shit. It's fucking free entry or $5 
I've never laughed. The premises suck. It's all a mimicry of another act. I'm like, the only person that could possibly go in there is a future serial killer or open mic and or same thing, just scoping <laughs> out what it involves. Because no right, no normal person would go and watch such mediocrity. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? On their I, night yeah, off, I go, know you know what you I need to do is, do you know, oh, you know what I want on a night out? Go and watch some karaoke. I want to see Shakira sung by a, a Polynesian uh, housewife. I don't even understand going out at all for anything. If I didn't have to go out and run shows, I wouldn't go anywhere. But do you agree that everyone in the crowd, for them to have that much interest in comedy, wants to be a comedian? Well, I haven't, I haven't been to an open mic in so long. Um, but like no, his, that, that is the only person that goes. Historically, I think, yeah, that's probably the majority of what And then you go, I'm crushing, and they're just clapping because they're like, fuck, I couldn't do that. Wish I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. And then it's it's sort of an echo chamber, the whole thing. And then you go, I'm working up material. You're working up material with a, another hacky open <clears> mic <throat> that's a future open micer in the audience. They're going, that's great. I love that bit about... Do you know about you? Take my wife. No, take her. Fuck her off. Yep. <laughs> you know? Just standing at the top of a barren hill, screaming and listening back to the echo and going, this is perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So what do you think will become of that? <laughs> the cur- the curtain, dr- cur- the curtainess. The- say it again, but say that person's so like an editor. That person. Why do you, what gender is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to obfuscate. You're so bad at obfuscation. Dude, I used to correct uh, terms. What gender is it? <laughs> it's, are they? Okay, well, what gender are they? That's not relevant. What's the next question? <laughs> what's going to become of them? I don't know what's going to become of them. Like, it's, uh, I, it, I, I don't know. Oh, wait, I feel, man, I feel like, like if it's gotten to this point, the idea of even the court pulling money out of them seems very, like, tenuous. They will make, they will make this into their first Melbourne show, The Handsmaid's Tale. And it'll be about ripping people off with curtains. <laughs> that's, how, that's the sort of thing an open mic would do. The hand mistress's handmaid's tale. The handmaid's uh, the 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 cur- <laughs> My stories of a desperate housewife. What what was a stay at home single mum? Oh yes, stay home. Well, I saw one of these. I saw one of these on Tinder again the other night. Full time stay at home mum. I was like, you can't. How can you be a full time mum and a single mum? You, you're fucking one. Someone's getting shortchanged. Either your boss or your kid is getting shortchanged. Which one of them is not getting the attention that they deserve? Is it the people who are paying you the money or the kid who requires sustenance? Yeah, man, I do like it. Stay at home because that invokes like so much. Wow, we better hop onto this opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) They're not willing to leave the house. Can't wait to see that adventurous mind just hanging around indoors, peeking out from the curtain (laughs) he stole from you. (laughs) 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 So good. Yeah, man, fuck. Well, I, dude, that's a great uh, story because I haven't. Nothing's really happened to me. <laughs> what do you mean? Since we last spoke, I just started to feel more and more like I'm in a, a dream. How are your Perth shows? Oh, Perth shows—they're all right, man. But the thing is, it's all a lie because it's at Regal Theatre, and then when people arrive, now, they've got to the go ca- up. What's the capacity? Oh, like 120. Do you sell out all three of them? Only two. What? How? How? How'd you do on the other one? 
I sold at two. The other I sold like 65. So like my entire um, reach, I've got uh, a fan base of about 300 in Perth. That's kind of what you can cater to, yeah. <laughs> and if I add Melbourne, other, my whole reach in Australia is about 800 people. So if you eliminate family and that's friends. That's the exact same number of people downloading the podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what the, No, we're getting higher. Mm. Some of them are a thousand. Yeah, they're going up. Did you have short things? It's going to get bigger, dude. It's going to get bigger once once I'm caught for the the Peppermint Grove murders <laughs> and people will be downloading this huge. Hey. Yeah, that's what we need. When, they, when I'm in court case and it'll be Channel 9, this p- perverted maniac had a podcast, listened to his early things where he talked about paying an, an Uber driver on a bike to deliver <laughs> the underwear <laughs> to the shed. <laughs> Keeping Tom... Andrew Peeping Tom Wolf. Did you have sure thing is coming to the Perth show? Dude, no, you know what the thing was? I actually, it was very embarrassing because first night was the worst. Ross Noble's there. So I'm like, oi, he's in the main theatre. So I've, I've got to tell people it's like Jacob's Ladder to get up to mine. It's like Anne Frank's fucking loft. And I, <laughs> I, I'm out the back. I'm messaging him. I'm like, dude, can you turn the house music up? And he's messaged, sorry, I can't. Uh, it will get bleak. Who are you messaging? The sound guy. I'm oh, like, yeah. turn it up. Turn, turn, because I said before, turn it up. And then I message, and when I'm in the green room, it's five minutes, I'm like, turn the fucking music up. And he goes, sorry, mate, uh, Ross Noble's down below. Don't want any news bleed. And I'm like, oh, noise bleed. I don't want any noise bleed. And I was like, you fucking, are you kidding me? And then I come out to my song. Really like What song are you coming out to? Oh, man, uh. Metallica entered the Sandman. <laughs> Wait, hold, okay, enter Sandman. Can you please do enter Sandman for me one more time? <laughs> no, no, no. I probably got the wrong one, man. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, but whatever. But this is but this, so, this is this is yeah, yeah. That's it. It's yeah. the wrong one. Whatever it is. But man, you know what the thing was. I enter. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put music under you doing that. I'm fuming because I'm like. Oh, sorry about that. Fuck it. Because there's no atmosphere because it was so quiet. It felt like we had Nirvana playing. It felt like Nirvana at at your mum's funeral. It was all quiet. I was like, there's no vibe. And then I went mental to start off. I'm like, sorry, fucking sorry. We lied to you. We've got to better keep it down. If we're quiet enough, we can listen to fucking Ross Noble's show. Hear some decent jokes. Didn't know I was getting fucking ripped off by the festival. I'm paying two grand plus to rent this fucking venue. I'm like, it's a shithole. That was my opening. And I'm like, now we can feel, I could feel his laughs coming up. Brrr, the reverberations. Wouldn't, how, how quiet was your music? And because you, you were very loud. So surely his crowd would have heard you screaming like, ah, oh, fuck Ross Noble downstairs. They're so lucky because I then pieced it together. I rang the next day. I'm like, you got to fix this shit. Because what my plan was, if they didn't, was I was like, let's give Ross something to remember. And I said, everyone stand up and jump, jump up and, and down. yell, hello, Ross, hello, Ross, and do that on every punchline. How are you going down there and bang on the cement? I said, I want to fucking get a hammer and bang on the cement for my closer. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. But they, they eventually, I, I pieced together the logic. I was like, hey, hey, house music is playing at the same time. He's got a 1,000, 1,500-seater below me. I'm guessing his house music's louder than my one to fucking 120 people, you fuckhead. We can play it as loud as we want. Plus, we're higher. 
Yeah. Sound's not going down. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean sound's not going down? Is that how you think sound works? Do you think sound has weight, Wolfie? It's, it, it's like heat. It goes up. Low and high pressure. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking, dude. No, you're not. I know you're not joking. I know you're not joking about your idea that sound doesn't go down. Do you reckon sound goes in... It does. Does it go in a th- uh, 100 uh, full 360, like the whole rotation, a ball equally? Well, I think it, it does, depends actually. on where you're pointing the sound at. But yeah, it depends what it reverberates it's, it's going on through it. the air. Like it, it, the air is carrying the sound. So the, the, the only time it would be quieter, I would think, is when the air was thinner. Well, look, I'm not surprised for you to be an expert on sound. I'm not, with all man. Your I'm just putting two and two together no, with, with my your fucking head. With your neighbour complaints, and that shit, you would be well aware about noise, how it travels, so I'd try, <laughs> take your word on it. Man, it's good, actually. The police have started showing up on, like, the first complaint now. So every, whenever I do it, like, the van, the van's there pretty quick, and then they, they hear the music go off. <laughs> Dude. It's working. Do you know what the thing... You've got to... <laughs> you've just got to get them for a bigger crime. I know. You've got to buy, like, a big brick of heroin put it in their shed and just report them for that. Yeah. Get them in jail for like 10 years and go like, bet you don't play music near me next time, cunt. Man, you just wait because you're going to be here in a fucking week and a half, right? And I, night three, you're going to be go, when when do these cunts shut up? <laughs> you're going to be furious, oh, man. Oh my God, dude. I'm going to be in there like with, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have that fucking curtain back <laughs> and then I'm going to go into that house. Hey? <laughs> I would say that you'd be over there like with them enjoying the music not where my mental health is You know what you're going to love the most is um, when I realise there's an internal lock in my room at your house and I don't do any pods and you just bang on the door, I don't answer and I just lie there. And my dream was like, I steal your car and just go to Dreamworld and tell you, I'll just get an, get someone else to replace me. I'm like, thanks for the flights. I quit comedy. What better place to do it than on a Gold Coast all expenses paid holiday? All expenses. Like, all expenses is you getting your flights paid for. Dude, ripped you off for $800 curtains. I'll rip you off for two virgin flights. You know, welcome to the new brave world. Yeah, these uh, man, I'm I'm so sick of these small petty crimes being perpetrated against me. It's Dude, but you know the thing is, is like I can probably get more money going with and just getting a being one of the mascots at SeaWorld. Just dress up as like Snow White <laughs> yeah. and wander around handing out cookies or whatever the fuck they do. Yeah, yeah. So your wait, your idea is that if you got a job, you could have more money. <laughs> Dude, I just I was I just need a lot of money so I don't have to be part of society. I don't want to be we rich. Have, we're on the same fucking. Uh, we're in this in Gumnut this, Valley. We, we want exactly the same thing, except I am being attacked by you for being a pensioner. Dude, all I want is, like, that's why I gambled that last time. 
I just don't want to be part of anything that's been created here. I know. It's like when, when you know, people, you know, when you're at an adult's dinner party and they go, Let, game of charades, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say no. An adult's wouldn't dinner say, party. What? An adult's dinner party when you're in an adult's one. And they, they go, like, this, a charades. <laughs> like, oh, no, Are you still separating at the dinner parties that you go to? You're like, oh, I've got another adult dinner party to go tonight. We're at an adult's dinner party and they go like charades and they go, I wouldn't say no, always a bit of a laugh. And I'll say, hey, I might just stand on the balcony and smoke and watch you guys stare at you. <laughs> Do you know, yeah. <laughs> like I prefer that. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'd rather stand out in the cold with the dog and stare in. When you go to the guys. dinner parties, how often are you sat at the at the grown-up table? Dude, I would never go to a dinner party. I had to when I had my partner before, and she used to, the whole time, kick me and grab my legs. Shut up, don't say that. Because <laughs> I'd be like, no, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, think, I wouldn't really, but you know. I think I have one final obligation. I was talking to someone about this last night that I think – I've, uh, I've almost managed to kind of um, like, I've, like I've been evaluating relationships that I have and trying to make sure that anyone who sort of has any sort of prospect of, of marriage or anniversaries or anything like that is eliminated. They're eliminated because I've, I've got one, I've got a wedding on Friday and I've been dreading it for Oh, I can't believe year. another cheapskate wedding, a workday wedding. I know. I prefer that. I think the Friday wedding. Dude, I do like that. You got to give them a saying, Oh, workday wedding. Interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, the workday wedding. Well, this, don't you think that the worst kind of wedding is like a Saturday wedding has to be the worst kind because that's that's half your fucking weekend. Guys. Dude, I've got a better wedding. Trim it down and actually have your real friends, the only people that'll be at your funeral, and then jack up the bill. So, say you're spending forty grand. Mm. Invite 10 in, spend four grand a head and go fucking crazy. You've got shotguns. <laughs> you know, you're shooting, you shoot a cow off the side of a fucking speedboat. As you, you do coke off a mirror. There's strippers. That yeah, you're big game hunting in Africa and you're, you're running, running a sweatshop and you're stealing my fucking curtains. You know how you, you do like those paintings, you get to keep the painting. You come back and mm. you've got a pair of wild dog uh, shoes that you made, yep. you know, endangered and you, hyena. And you own a boy. You've, you've all gone over and adopted a Thai boy. <laughs> Dude, and they're like, how good was Wolf's wedding? Five of us and he spent 10 grand a head. <laughs> Fuck, it was fun. <laughs> Holy shit, 10 grand a head. We did everything. But don't you think that like a Saturday, Saturday has to be the worst because that's your, that's your fucking weekend, like halved already. Dude, the worst wedding is one where... It's done for a strategic where it's um, done in another country as if your love's that important that you would travel for it. I like that though because that's a great reason to not go. It eliminates people. It's a bit like the one where like people have a fancy dress but then you're not that close with them so then you're like, well, now I can't go because I don't like you enough to wear an outfit. <laughs> well, this one's, <laughs> you know I mean? this one's in Brisbane so it's annoying because I have to go up to Brisbane which is an hour. I don't like that. Um, and it's on a Friday. Oh, the Friday thing is... Better. I'm, I'm okay with the Friday thing. What are you going to get them for a gift? You no, they want cash for a gift. And then he messaged... To get them a doctor's note so they can get out of the day at work. Like a <laughs> sick, sick note. <laughs> for their work day wedding, you fucking salvo boys. No, it is, it, like, it is nice. And, and they, are, uh, uh, they, are, like, they are good friends, right? But this will be the last fucking wedding I go to. And probably the, the first... It must be the first in 10 years. And... Uh, the I messaged him today. I said, "Hey, are you registered anywhere or something?" Like, I don't know what. I don't really. This is. I'm not in this world. I don't know what's going on. 
He said, oh, no, we're hoping that, um, just for cash. And I was like, oh, you fucking cunt. But uh, then, yeah. then he said, he said, hey, how would you feel about, look- <laughs> about looking after my dogs? And I was like, when? He said, well... Um, we're going, uh, we're going up to Brisbane tomorrow and then we go on the honeymoon on, on Saturday. Oh, so I was hoping, hoping to drop the dogs off tomorrow. And I was like, when, when the fuck were you going to tell me this? <laughs> but also this is your wedding gift, cunt. I will look after the dogs for a week, but like, fuck off. I'm not bringing, oh. I'm not peeling off a $20 bill for you and throwing it in your fucking wishing well or whatever it is. Dude, that's, that is, uh, imagine if you, you get the dogs and then sublet it to someone else that looks after the dogs and then you don't know what happens and it comes back and it's, it's different. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, well, I've, I've not, not done that. Cause I said to him, I said, you realize that I am also going to your wedding. Like I'm going to be in the same place. He was like, yeah. I'm like, so I'm gonna have to find, I said, so I'm going to have to find someone else to look after the dogs on that night. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, like what, fine, I, I'll do it. Dude, that sucks. So you got to sublet. Because I told you the story, I think I said on the pod, the gay mates that got to, it was a massive place in Waterloo, like a multi-million dollar place. It had a 16-person um, spa, jacuzzi. They 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 looked after it. They housed that for a week. Mm. And the purpose was to look after the two cats. But because it was such a great setup, they were on a drug field party for the whole time. <laughs> and I think by day three, they was like, who opened this window? Where are the cats? The cats were gone. <laughs> they lost the cats. They, the people are rich. They ended up having like cat searches. Do you know what I mean? Like there were actual people trying to investigate it to find it. They never got the cats back. Oh my God. So they basically God. lived in this penthouse for a week or 10 days, came back and they said, where are the cats? And they were like sort of probably coming down going like, Oh, look, there's some bad news. <laughs> there, are no, there are no cats. There are no cats. And your, uh, your, your, your jacuzzi's uh, filter's blocked with condoms. Like, fucking 90 condoms. I said, it's fucked. The 90 condoms have been sucked down it. I'm so sorry. But yeah, man. So what? You have to keep the dogs, but then for the wedding, I the dog. I'm going to the fucking to the wedding. You got to you got to have someone to look after the dogs on the wedding. So now, because so what's happened, right? Is I have already booked an Airbnb up in Brisbane because I thought if I'm going to get through, what's well, probably it starts at three p.m. Yeah. I don't know how long they go for. I assume they go fucking eight hours. Is it eight hours? Is it eight hours for a wedding? Th- this is the thing, Andrew. Is, is it dream. is it eight hours for a wedding and the reception? It must be. It, it can be like 10 hours. Well, so I booked an Airbnb up in Brisbane for the Friday because I was like, if I'm going there, I'm going to take as much Xanax as possible and I just won't remember it. So that'll be fine. Oh, that's perfect. And I'm not going to drive out. back. And then I did that and they were like, oh, can you look after the dogs? I'm I've like, got the perfect idea for a gift. Yeah. What's the gift? Is it the dog dog on a spike? <laughs> no, the gift table. And they said, hey, we." I thought you said um, no presents and you go, no Trust me, you're gonna love this gift. And then during the night, the dog, the 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 presents moving. The two dogs are in a box, and they open it. Do you know what I mean? They go, "Hey, no presents!" And you bring the dogs and put them in a fucking box and put them on the wedding table. And go, "Surprise from J- Josh! Enjoy your honeymoon, you dumb cats." Uh, that's all right. That's good, man. It's, that is good. Although they wouldn't say no presents because I was the one who said no presents. I was like, <laughs> "No, but they said we want money. We didn't want a present." And they go, "Trust oh, me." You Love yeah. this gift. Yeah. It's, it's your the dog. two most important things in your world. Yeah. <laughs> your dog's back. 
I think the dogs have been downrated since they had the kid. That's what I think's happened. They had the dogs, then they had a kid, and the dogs have been nudged down a, a tear or two. Dude, how funny is it with dogs that they can't freely move? Because it's like, we let humans, we let Wuhan, you get fucking COVID spread around. Mm-hmm. Why can't an Alsatian go to Thailand just and just go on the Jetstar flight and just go out there? Like, Do you know what I mean? They're worried about the transmission of disease. Why don't we have incubation and f- even for all hum- for human beings but for dogs you've got two week layover time you mm. should be able to fly to bali with your three dogs under your seat well i th- i think i think you should be it's like it is it is the same just spread the disease what's the worst oh we don't want the spread of disease so you're like oh my dog died three weeks earlier because it got wuhan do you know what I mean? Just all dogs should be able to have the same diseases. Do you think that like other there's there'd be a higher risk of uh, like animal or species to species disease uh, hopping if you had animals just freely moving between countries? Well, that's the thing, man. They, they've got their agricultural and that's how you get thing. Wuhan. Going. You got that agricultural concern. We can't call it Wuhan flu. You fucking gaslit me into calling it Wuhan <laughs> flu. I forgot the fucking name of it, man. As soon as I said it, I thought that's not it. It's not fucking Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to call out Wuhan. <laughs> I went in there and I thought, I wonder why you didn't like call it out. It's so bad. Oh man, completely fucking passed me by. But yeah. No, but dude, dude I'm saying like, because with humans, we let it fly around. Uh. And the thing is, have you noticed like, there should be a layover for anyone to come over. It should be a two week, in, uh, it should always have quarantine. Can you, can you say, have you noticed in the in the Seinfeld voice, please? <laughs> there should always be quarantine. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> have you noticed that there's no quarantine? You're getting real hack premises now. This is a, you're starting what do you off with, have you ever noticed? <laughs> dude, no, come on, man. <laughs> Me saying that there should be the free exchange of dogs <laughs> is yeah, but the, but the framework for it is, uh, ha, have you ever noticed? <laughs> good. Dude, you know what they should do is have dog swap. When you arrive, so the Thai family that's flown over here mm-hmm. and then you fly to Thailand and you arrive and you help yourself to each other's dogs. So it's swapped over. And you look so you after arrive, some, like some Thai family's dogs for two weeks while you're on holiday. So yeah, so you've got two greyhounds and they you arrive to two greyhounds and they arrive to two sausage dogs. You arrive, They arrive to two sausage dogs and you arrive to a, a village of strays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go, the whole country's my dog. <laughs> They're all our dogs. Dude, but the thing is, Perth's been destroyed by do-gooders because the festival show was at Subiaco it's been obliterated, and this is what happens when you let the nerds win that bought cheap property because it's almost like a suburban area. I, I saw someone throwing a tennis ball to their dog. We used to go clubbing there. It's like all quiet. Oh, man, this is what I had. I had the best moment. I went to a cafe, and an old guy, I parked on his verge, mm. and he came across from the, 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 to the cafe and said, hey, can you move your car? And I said, oh, that's actually council land, so I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, and what, then did he you, said, what did you park on? I parked on The Verge, which is the council area. There's no signs to not park there across the road from the cafe. An old uh, sticky bear. Like on, do-gooder. Use, like on the road, like at, at the curb. On, on the road, like on, you know, like the pavement part, the council part of it. So I, I mounted up on that. Like it wasn't on, it was on cement. Oh, so half on the pavement. Right, right. Half on pavement, half on the road. Half on the driveway, half on the no, parkway. 
Not on the driveway. No, it's a joke, on, you on, fuck. Driveway, parkway. Oh, fuck. Why do we park on the driveway but drive on the oh, parkway? Mate, we're killing it now with our premises. <laughs> but So he came over and he picked the wrong guy because it was the best. Because we were in lockdown then. So he comes to me and goes, hey, mate, uh, can you move your car? You're not meant to park there. And then I said, mate, that's council. That's not your land. That's council land. Mm. And I said, also, where's your mask? He didn't have a mask. <laughs> so good. I go, where's your mask? And he goes, no, well, you've got to move it. And I said, why? What, what were you going to do something on the cement? What? I said, listen, I'm not moving it. I said, it's not your land. I said, fuck off. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Because I was like, what are you going to do out there, mate? What are you going to, you're playing fucking uh, four square out there. I'm like, it's not your land. And I said, listen, mate. And he was, he was getting, we're getting at, at riled up. And I go, mate, if you want a nice house, buy one. I said, you fucking live across the way from a cafe. You saved 300 grand. You're now not going to try manufacture a better state of living by harassing people like me. I said, you know what I do? I don't buy a house across from a cafe because it sucks and people park in your driveway. And I'm like, that's why your house is 300 grand cheaper than your friend's house. So go back inside and fuck, fuck off. Yeah, who, And that's what happened. Who are you at the cafe with? No, a group of girls were looking on. It wasn't really necessary. I could have moved the car, but I was saying to you. <laughs> who were who you at the cafe with? By myself. Was you by yourself screaming at a man? And, and how, much, how much of that did you actually say and how much of it was like flustered? Okay, I garbage? promise you I said the mask. I promised that I said if you wanted a better house, you should have spent more money. Like that you was really yeah. said to, to the man across the road, if you want a better house, you should have I said, hey, you know what happens? You know when you bought your house and it was a lot cheaper <laughs> than the ones on the nice streets? That's because of this. <laughs> did you really? Did <laughs> yeah, I did. I said, <laughs> that's because of this. And I said, you don't then get to patrol around and try to create like a, a scenic space by yelling at people like me. Yeah. This isn't your land. And I said, you know what? How about you learn to share? <laughs> share. I said, you're selfish. I said, this is council land. I said, this is all of our land. Learn to share, mate. And, but what I'm saying, these sort of people is what created Subiaco. That used to be a party place where you drink, you get STDs. And what is Subiaco? I don't know what Subiaco is. It's where my show was. It used to be a party place. Yeah. You get an STD in an alleyway. You have a laugh. <laughs> Everything's fun. You light a bin on fire. You throw a kebab and some into a taxi's head. Live fun shit. Yell, yeah. urinate, urinate on the club window. Throw a pint at the bouncer's head. All the great nights. But instead, now it's just all those guys staring out their window, twitch, uh, curting, uh, twitching their curtains. And I honestly. Almost saw a guy throwing a tennis ball like he was in the middle of a park in a suburb, in a city, in a city area. Do you know? It's just gone so quiet. You can hear the crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're annoyed about the gentrification of the uh, of the urban centres. Well, I'm just like, man, if you want the suburb experience, live in the suburbs. Yeah, but they've not. They've created their own experience in the place. So, you, re like, really, you're the pensioner. Why? Because some people have come in and done whatever they wanted with money and the free market and you're complaining because it's not like the old days oh back in my day it used to be good it used to go out it was a party now, no, what now they've someone's done is out there and they're throwing a tennis ball and they're complaining because I've parked my car up on their driveway no they've turned it into an urban you know what I mean they, they got rid of the entertainment space there mm -hmm. and they've no right to do that no they did they had absolutely had the right to do that 
They had the money. They all decided to do it. The people who used to go there and vomit on your shoes in the in line for a nightclub, they they grew up there, and then they started going saying, "Oh, I don't like this anymore." I've realised it's why is everyone listen to all the rules. I was just thinking about it today, and I'm like, I've got my office, and I'm like, why don't I just turn it into a legal bar? Like, who's going to stop me? Well, yeah, I could have gigs in here. Yeah. I can sell alcohol. I don't need a license. And if everyone did it, what are they going to do? Just drive around all day trying to shut down illegal bars? Every office should be an illegal bar. You shouldn't listen to any of their rules. <laughs> yeah. go, what do you mean? Why have you got a line out the front your Osborne office? I'm like, it's a nightclub now. Do you have a license? No. Why would I? This is a nightclub But now. that's the beautiful thing is they didn't listen to the rules. They didn't listen to the zoning rules that said, look, this is an entertainment district. They said, well, we are going to live here and become very annoying well, <laughs> by shutting well, it down. We're, we're going we're gonna to make, uh, make constant complaints to uh, local council until they rezone the area and move these people I do like away. it. And they didn't think of the, the small business owner that it was his one shot. Look at me, chopper, I'm flying. I've got a nightclub here in Subiaco. And because this guy wanted peace and quiet, because he had bought his 400 grand one bed bed sit, he shut down his business. Yeah, I know. And how selfish is that? I know. Yeah, it is selfish. It's almost as selfish as being across the road from me and playing fucking Come On Eileen until three in the morning. Dude, you know what I'm going to do Let's is tell the move those people to Subiaco and move the Subiaco people into my across the road neighbor's house. Do you know what I? If I had money, I'd go in and set them up with a licensed bar, like a bar in that area. Mate. Get all the equipment, and you got a rodeo a rodeo horse that they can ride on the front lawn. <laughs> They're lions. It turns into one of the top nightclubs in the Gold Coast, <laughs> an illegal nightclub. <laughs> In two weeks, you will absolutely have the opposite opinion and you will be out there screaming from my porch at them, telling them to shut the fuck up. Dude, I wonder how the pod will go face to face. Are you worried now that maybe like the intimacy will ruin it? Well, because we'll be able to see, you'll sense each other. Now it feels like I'm just talking to uh, some internet nerd. Do you know once we see... (laughs) I'm only joking. But once you're in face-to-face, it might be worse. Do you know what the thing is, man? We need more monetizing from the pod. It's not worth our while. I've looked at even every Australian pod is not worth doing. It should just be shut down immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what's the point of it? I'm like, I know you're having fun. You're dressing as a donkey and you're selling some hats. But, like, you're really better off to just go and get a job. Like, no one's rich in Australian comedy. No, well, f- yeah, very few. Oh, a people. few are. A few, a very a small, small, small minority. How, well, man, I want to talk to a, uh, talk about WGO before we before we wrap it up. So uh, this is picks of the week. What do you mean, man? We sold out of that months ago. We did sell out that- of WGO at a very smart 50, fifty. Sorry, twenty six cents. Very uh, good move. <laughs> Dude, but, I, I cleared out some today because they had more delays. What's the, the problem uh, with that? What, what's 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 the deal with this current announcement? What do they say? What do they say? I haven't read. What that. happened? There's a bit of sand. It's just going to delay W five. But the problem is WGO. There was a big uh, concern that they'll do a cap raising, which is likely because Buru had done one unexpectedly. And whenever you get a scoundrel broker, which is what happened, talking it up, they said it's a seventy five cent stock. There's a full document that's been prepared. That always is a precursor to a cap raising. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because they never, 
who's interested in this stock? No one, unless they're, they're like, oh, we're going to raise $25 million. So that was a big concern, but then W5 is in progress. But now that's been delayed, so you can stall off a bit. The flow testing on W4 was still pending. The worst thing was talking to the CEO, and W3 might be a complete disaster. There's a very good chance they have to do it again because they dropped all the drilling equipment down. Well, they the said they off. said, look, we're going to try salvage it. We need a new rig. So the whole reason with is W3. That's the value add. Mm-hmm. They cocked up the drilling for months, destroyed my prospect of recovering my money, <laughs> and now <laughs> potentially have to do a cap raising to do the whole thing again because the, yeah. the whole thing's fucked. Yeah, it was a complete disaster. They basically didn't know what they're doing. So I mean, don't you, you wish can't that get you worse. could? Don't you wish that you could f- uh, file a like a, a a minor debt dispute with the with the drill team? And <laughs> well, do you know what the thing is? You're just continually made to look like a fool because right now we should be in the final echelons of like W five happening. Mm. If W three hadn't been delayed so long. We would already be flow tests, so we'd probably be at 80 cents at a dollar. I would have five-bagged my money. I would have had then all that profit, put it into something else. I'd be eyeing off my million-dollar house again. Mm. Uh, it's all good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I can be, just do stand-up. The worst part about me, I want to do stand-up, but I realize there's no money in it. So you basically have to have a windfall gain elsewhere. Mm. You have to make a $2 million trading, and then you can live your fake stand-up dream. Because it doesn't actually pay enough. Do you know what I mean? So you're like, oh, I want to be a pro stand-up. First off, I have to get a retirement amount of wealth. Mm-hmm. And then I can go and live my fantasy of doing open mics for $23. But your idea of success is not uh, is not like a livable, like it's not a hundred grand a year. It's like oh, $4 million in the bank. <laughs> like- you want to be rich enough so that, uh, you know what I mean? So that when a guy like that confronts you in the street to move your car, that you can then leave the car there. You put clamps on it. Yeah. You get it cemented into his fucking... <laughs> you, you basically go like, you know what? Fuck the car. It's a public and art goes, installation now. You're never getting goes, rid what of it. it. It's a, this, is a, this is a heritage listed car. <laughs> You're not allowed to move it from this And he, and he goes, he comes back overnight and you've got a dump truck of cement to cement over the car so it's unmovable <laughs> and you leave it there. And you go like, that's your... Hey, there you go. Never forget my car. And then just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you leave the car. I would love, to, love to. I would love to follow someone around and when they went on holiday, cement in their driveway so it was just curb the whole way across. And come back <laughs> driving home and go to turn in and be like, what the? Wait, where's my driveway? What the fuck's going Dude, on? Dude, this is the dream. You take your car, you park in his driveway this time. And then you fill the car with cement so it's too heavy to move. And then he comes out and he sees that it's your car. You rode off the car and you blocked in his car before he could have driven out. But now he's actually got a real problem. The forklift drivers, people are going like, dude, this is like 5,000 tonnes. You need like you need uh, Rio Tinto. You need the rig that they're using in WGO mining to lift this up. You don't have, we don't have the hydraulics to lift this. And then he truly is trapped in. He can't get his diabetes meds. He dies a week later. Man. You hide the crime by getting an Uber Eats driver to drop the cement uh, receipt into someone else's shed. Man, do you want to, yeah. um, when you get here, do you want to spend a day going around um, Gumtree ads trying to find someone who's selling a mattress but also has a pool? And then while we're taking the mattress out, we put it in the pool. <laughs> oh, I love this sort of stuff because, man, I love these... Uh, <laughs> Fake fake deals. Like that's what um doing doing fake uh I heard I always mention Tim Dillon, but did you hear his one where he was ringing up for a job? I've never heard him, but yeah. 
he was asking because he does fake business, and I haven't watched a lot of it, but I've seen one or two of the clips where he was um he was asking for a job in the kitchens, and he he was um. He just kept going on about how much food he could eat. Could he take burgers <laughs> for his kids? <laughs> he said, can I take burgers? And he goes, but like, so it's limitless. Like, how much food can I eat? As much as he wants. So he said, I can just eat. And like, but this was his pitch. He's not even hired yet. He goes, I don't know how to cook. But he goes, I just want to know, like, if I was to take a few burgers home for my kids, would that be frowned upon? And it's like, he never goes to the job. He just rings up and wastes people's time. There's nothing funny. Ringing up with ads, negotiate with them. How much for the mattress? Then they ring back. Okay, final offer, $13. And they go, I'm coming. And then they ring, where are you? And you're like. And we go and we go around, right? We show up and then we're both carrying it out. And then we accidentally slip it in the pool. And we go, oh, I don't want it anymore. It's in the pool. Good luck getting it out, dude, by the way. <laughs> dude, I love it now that. And now it's 300 kilos. <laughs> you need to get a Mate, fucking this is, crane. Mate, this is the best moment. This is what I love. No, there's a much better move. You arrive at the house and you go, thanks for the mattress. Now. You've got a trailer. You've got your own mattress in. I won't need this anymore. So you dump that on their lawn. <laughs> so they're trying, to get, they're trying to get rid of a mattress. And they've got and a go, new mattress. So you arrive and you go, thanks for the mattress. And when they drive off, they realise you've put another mattress down the side of the house. And you ring up and they go like, oi, dude, why is there another mattress? And you go like, I don't need that mattress anymore. I've got your mattress now. <laughs> I've got your mattress now, man. I've got your mattress. And they've still got a mattress. Is that good? That's good. That's, That's good. good. That's real During good. the exchange, you leave another mattress. You leave a bike. They go, I want to get rid of this fucking annoying lawnmower. And you take, oh, no, this is it. That you take their fridge and then you leave your fridge. You just always dump what the thing they're trying to get rid of. You leave your one there and take theirs. Dude, we could do this whole week. We'll just keep swapping fridge. We'll go and say free fridge and we have an, another fridge and swap the fridges. Every house you go, you take their fridge and then leave them with the other fridge. Oh, yeah, that is fun. That's pretty funny. It's real fun. It's real fun. I really want to dump someone's um someone's mattress in their pool as well. If we could do both, I'd, I'd like that a lot. Oh, mate, it's so hard to get a mattress out of a pool. Oh, yeah, eh? get no. heavy. Very, they become very heavy very quickly. Um, ooh. Man, uh, what, what was the... Uh, Dude, why are you yawning? Yeah, it's almost, we're almost, we're almost done. What's, what's, the, uh, what's the ticket SDL for again? Was that Sundance? Yeah, man. That is been, a, it's been delisted. It's not on U, uh, Yahoo Finance anymore. It's yeah, that's, that's in a dispute for years now. Yeah, but now they've we probably get, taken it away. We might get money back, but probably not. Also, I find it very concerning that um, uh, STX has also fallen by 10% today. WGO hasn't fallen by that much, but still down 10%. And um, ev yeah. everything's pretty red. Have we got anything new that we're looking at, Wolfie? Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, the strange uh, oh, yeah, sounds of a confident a few man. That, but, uh, they're for clients only. Ooh. We're starting to take things off the books. Ooh. <laughs> clients it's only. for the patrons only. Patrons only. I've got a new mattress business <laughs> that I'm setting up. <laughs> Yeah, new mattress business. We're making Dude, curtains. the thing is, I'm, I'm, I've got to try. I just need, it's like only like two or three mil minimum. <laughs> it's not even a lot of money. Yeah, guys, so if you could jump on the Patreon at surething.money. We're also releasing um, all of the episodes on the Patreon early. So if you want to listen to them, well, you have to wait a week longer if you don't give us money. <laughs> Dude, and we've got that... Uh, uh, baby, if you want that released, you better pay 10 grand each. <laughs> <laughs>
Or I'll Look, raise I'm it. I'm just trying to make back. It's weight. in Perth right now being raised by me on Minecraft. <laughs> making it insane. <laughs> I'm gonna make it I'm not gonna do anything bad to it, but it's gonna be raised under my rules. It's going to it's gonna be, be very poorly socialized and very angry. Um I'm just Wolfie's trying to make two to three mil. I just want my eight hundred and fifty dollars back. <laughs> why do you wanna be socializing so boring? Like everyone thinks a cliche. I hate going out. Yeah, man. I, I this was the whole middle of the podcast. I was talking about having to go to that wedding. Do you know what Horrible. the thing that? Imagine the wedding now, and you can already imagine the convos. Have you been? What are you up to? Oh, you lost that match. Uh, what happened with the curtains? <laughs> you'll be telling everyone about the curtains. People will be laughing about it. Then oh. you'll steal my joke about how you're going to put the dogs in the present. You'll steal that and not say that, not, that I wrote it. I'm not doing any of this because I'm going to go there. I'm going to take. I'm going to take drugs. And then I'm going to, I don't know anyone. So it's, it's the thing is I only know the bride and groom, right? And I'm taking, I'm taking a friend with me. So that'll be somewhat fun. But like. Dude, that sounds like an early relationship where you didn't know how to uh, term it. A friend. It's come full circle. Like we had gone all the way down, down back through, through to friends. You know what I mean? And you're back, you made it to friends. We got back to, we, we're not even back to friends. We didn't start it. We just started at Tinder. We started at Tinder and then we had sex until we were bored of each other. Now we're friends. Oh, mate. How good's that? You see? That's the ultimate move, I think, by the way, is to go, uh, is to go in hard, right, and then, and then decide you like the person, and then there's nothing left. There's no facade. There's no anything. Dude, what you've just described is marriage. That's basically what happens. Mm, yeah. You f- fuck a lot. But then you have friends. I didn't lose half my shit. No, yeah, but then you end up friends, and then... Um, then you're just friends that share bills. But then also, but then the, the, that starts to sour at some point. I feel like with a friendship, you can kind of maintain that forever. A, a loveless marriage will eventually just die. Like yours did. Yeah, but man, we could have got ours back. No, you couldn't. Not you. You, you can get anything back. If you, can, if, you can, if you can walk on coals once, you can walk on them again. Here we go, Tony. <laughs> What's it? It's I tried to tie it back yeah, all in for you. It's Anthony Wolf. <laughs> if you can walk on hot coals once, you can do it again. Wolfie Robbins. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, like, the population of Australia is too small. 22 mil. So I'm like, the most you could conceivably rip them off is 2 to $3 a head. It's not enough money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even the best idea, I'm like, you need the American, what's the American population? 220 mil? Three, I think it's 300, over 300. 300 mil. Yeah. Look at that. Three, three, three dollars a head. You've got Seinfeld. You're fucking Larry David. <coughs> yeah, you rip them off that two dollars, three dollars. You're like, you're Peter Hellier. Yeah, but there's nothing stopping us from uh, ripping off people in America. We just haven't been able to do it. We, we can't crack it because of the accents. We've got to talk slower. <laughs> Hank seems to, he gets on all right. And he seems like, I know he said. He's, he's got a hankering for this podcast. Oh, oh, fucking hell. Oh, oh. I know he's in computers, but he does seem retarded. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dude, who can stare at a screen for that long and not go insane? You've got to affect you. He's a computational he physicist. A Dude, it's so good physicist. that he looks at it, but it's, it's equivalent to looking, standing next to a brick wall and staring at it from about 30 centimetres away. Like, eventually it's going to rot the brain. He has to be the smartest person who, listening to it. Like, that's, that's mental. How do you know he still listens? Because he messages me. You know, he commented on the uh, Patreon when I released the last one. He loves it. Um, Dude, what we need... Oh, this is the move. You're getting divorced. We need, we need Transfer- rich, dumb people. Oh, mate, this is, this is what we've got. Okay. You're getting divorced. 
you're expecting to get divorced, transfer your assets into our Patreon. We'll stall it during <laughs> the settlement with the lawyers involved. And then we return 90% of that wealth back. It's a fucking tax-free haven. It's a haven. A, a divorce haven. We could haven. be your tax-free divorce haven. So we go like, look, you know she's cheating on you. You're going to think, transfer 3.8 mil to us and we'll transfer... Uh, 3.6 back once all everything's finished and settled. And then you can say you had a gambling problem. And you go like, and they go like, you had a gambling problem? Where did you put it? Sure thing. I invested all my money in sure thing. We control it. We've got legal ownership of it. But we've already said on the podcast, take my word on it. You'll get it back. It'll need to be it'll need to be twenty percent though because we're going to cover GST out of that. Yeah, but dude, understand this. How good's that? Why doesn't someone do it? And they go like, what do you mean you put our life savings in with the sure thing? And that, yeah, their Patreon, and like they might give it back, they might not. The lawyers are like, well, we've got to settle with the 100 grand that's left. And then as soon as we hear there's been a victory, we we're like, come in, we're having a wedding on Friday, we're going to give you your money back. You know, a divorce party. If you're if you're getting divorced, sure thing, dot money, and uh, go to our Patreon, select custom amount, and put in the the full contents of your Put bank in your account, life savings, and, and we, we will shelter we it. We will give you back. Everything minus fees and ten and minus fees and ten percent, which I assume will be for GST. And when they when they ask like, "Where's the money?" I'll just laugh hysterically on the phone. <laughs> That's all we'll ever do. It's a recorded voice, me just going. <laughs> I'll tell them that we lost it on crypto. It's all disappeared. Elon Musk tweeted something, and it's all gone. It's um, it's all fucked up. Oh, how's he not um? Gone to prison for market manipulation. I know. It's crazy what he's been... Well, we, man, we need to talk about this next time, but the Elon Musk market manipulation... If he's trading anywhere near these tweets, he's breaking the law, man. And well, he has been. He absolutely has been. Um, but yeah, uh, there's the, the Tesla market manipulation. That's, that's, that's real interesting. I, I, don't, I don't understand it, man, how, how he's not uh, under scrutiny. Do you know what he, sh- what he should really do is create his own crypto? That you can buy Teslas with. Yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this like from four people. But um, uh, well, that'd be the smart move. He goes like, "This is our Tesla currency." But he's pumping another. You- he's busy pumping other ones. You know, he's busy man. Do you know what they? Busy. He's a busy you know what, man. Uh, cryptos become loyalty cards virtually. It's just basically a frequent flyer program. Like eventually, it'll be like I've got Qantas uh, crypto, and it just gives me ten percent off flights. And uh, you know, every <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's effectively become he, the reason do- Dodgy Coin Dodge. went well. Dodgy coin went well was because everyone said, oh, you can buy Teslas with it. I'm like, that's just a loyalty program then. I'm like, grow up. Well, it was bit Grow it, up. He pumped Bitco- Bitcoin really hard and then um, uh, bought a bunch of it, right? And then I don't know what happened, but then he was tweeting that he, they don't like Bitcoin anymore and it's gone down. It's crazy. It's almost like he's directly manipulating the market. It's so insane. I also had a really good idea. I thought I sent this to you, but I don't think it came through, right? Um uh, but I have a new character. It's a guy who is a cocoa farmer, right? Uh, oh, mate, this is on the nose. It's racist. No, it's not racist. Oh, 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 Nestle has come to my village and cut down all of the rainforest. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, Nestle has, co- Nestle has come to my village and cut down all of the rainforest. So now there is much more room for me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's progressive. It's a... It's a uh, What's the word? It's a critique on Nestle and the damage that they're doing to the rainforest. Oh, mate, because they're always against it, but it's like, um, do you know what I mean? Like their 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 standard of living improves because Nestle's in there. Better schooling. Do you know the best bit I ever heard? I think it's historically like, the cocoa farmers have not been big fans of Nestle. 
Did you know my, you know my favourite one is when you buy that cheap jacket? I heard a comedian say it and I'm like, well, it's already made though, isn't it? You know, you want him reprimanded by his boss? He's already made it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be such a waste. It's sort of like uh, to vegans. Well, it's dead already mm. now, isn't it? It'd be a waste to throw the steak out, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be. Oh, oh, mate, but you know, who knows, hey? If you listen to my idea of opening all the borders, but no one wants to share. Everyone's selfish and they want no That's one true. parking they on their the curb. They want the footpath all to themselves. Everyone wants their own footpath. Yeah. And for what? So you have your dumb ideas. Like I said to you, you can be a fucking... Billionaire, but you've still got a one-star personality, dude. Uber rating of one. You're out there boring the fuck out of them. Conor, Mc- Conor McGregor, I'm the king of the world. I'm the king of the ice creams. I'm the king of the fucking petting zoos at my kid's birthday. I'm the king of the fucking cake. I'm king of gelatos. It's king of everything. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Have a gelato. I'm the king of the gelatos. I can't even do the accent, but he's just like, you're the king of nothing. <laughs> It's Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. I'm Conor McGregor. I'm the king of the gelato. <laughs> All right. Uh, she'll think that Dude, money. You know what he I'm is? Go He's a street a baller. I'm going to go run a gig. Um, it speaks a volume about our society that a, 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 a slurring gypsy some street baller. Pikey. A pikey is one of the richest men in the world. Someone He's that can not beat one someone's of the richest men in the world. No, but someone that can beat someone's skull in is rewarded by society. He goes, yeah. "I'll bash their fucking skull in," and they go, "You know what? You should be rich." Well, don't you think if you were a little more threatening, you would have done better in this life instead of being me? A, yeah, instead of being a miserable foot on, foot on your neck downtrodden and pushed into Dude, the dirt. I huh? still think like. The UFC's not far enough. We need the Hunger Games. I want death. I want like a real <laughs> yeah. two men enter, one man leaves. Yeah. Then I think the Gypsy King should be the riches. When he actually leaves the, the bloodied skull there, and I'm like, yep, you know what? You deserve a, mm. a holiday in Dubai with a petting zoo. There's got to be a country where you can do that, and it would be good to go there and televise the thing, you know? Like have the, uh, have the, the death Fight game. to the death. Yeah, like, I f- you know, there's got to be some fucking... Like somewhere in Ecuador where people aren't going to, like, they're going to turn an eye. (laughs) Dude, because it's like if you agree with it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're a suicidal, you should be allowed to go in and and just like fight and try to win your life back. You're like, my wife left me. I have no money. I'm like, I'm willing to go in a cage with uh, two machines. I've got a fucking chainsaw. They've got a chainsaw. (laughs) Whoever wins gets their life back. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be beautiful. And I'd be like, go batter up and just, you know, Mm -hmm. chop through. And then they go, look. You've got all your life back and you go like, well, let me get one more. Hey, just for fun. This last <laughs> one's for fun. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I'll leave you to it, man. Yeah, there are more Good things luck on talk, your, um, talk about later. On your small, your petty, petty. Minor, cr- crime, my minor claim. petty dispute. Cool, man. And by, oh, I didn't record this. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I recorded you, both man. tracks, but I'll, uh, yeah. Dude, I do like this idea of uh, concealing mar- marital assets. It's not a bad business I idea. I think it's a very good business idea. Um, you can donate to the Patreon at the link. Sure thing, do money. All right, goodbye. See you, man. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts Holding 15 overexposed bad positions loose